0: Praise be to God for another day the Lord has allowed us to see. This is In The Moment. I'm your host, Reverend Ricky Allen Jr., thanking you as always for tuning in and joining us as we dive into what the Lord wants us to understand about his word today. And as always, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I just pray that you are doing it with the Lord in mind out in front of you, paving the way as you trust him with your life and your circumstances. So let's get started. This morning's text comes from Luke ten seventeen through twenty. That is our scripture this morning, Luke ten, verses seventeen through twenty, which reads as follows And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and all over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you, notwithstanding in this rejoice not, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And that is something indeed to rejoice about amen now as always if uh if you're looking for prayer if you need prayer this is the time where we encourage you to visit our website at yourmoment.biz it's a simple link page up there nothing too complicated you can go to the prayer request section and submit your prayer request Uh, it doesn't have to be anything in detail if you don't want to tell your business and all that and i totally get it but it's there for your availability to reach out when and if you need prayer. Also don't forget our channel on YouTube. We have Facebook. And so yeah, there are a variety of ways to ask for prayer. So you can't talk about how no one is praying for you and you don't know where to go to ask for prayer. We have made these channels available for this, particularly for you to do, all right? Okay, now let's get past that. But I definitely want to make that very clear that we definitely want people to pray. We need people to pray. You need to pray. So let's consider that as we go into our morning prayer. Amen. Let us focus our hearts and minds. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for just being there with us. We thank you for your son who you sent to this earth to save us from our sins. We are grateful to see another day. We are grateful to be in whatever circumstance that we're in because we know that you are there. We know you're walking through the fire with us. You have freed us from the fire that the world has set for us to be destroyed in. And we thank you. We pray for those who are not in the same circumstances in life that we may be in, where we may be in very warm houses uh, as the winter approaches, somewhere around the world, somewhere not. We pray for the Ukrainians as they are dealing with such conditions. The power's out, they're looking for the next place that's going to warm them. We ask you Lord to be with them during this time. We ask you Lord to be with all parties that are involved during this time for it takes two and as we pray for them we pray for those in Russia who don't want that to occur as well and we pray for their circumstances to been eventually, Lord, but we know can only be done through you. We pray for those who are suffering from various violence. We pray for those who have made mistakes in life. Remind them that you're still there, waiting at the gate, waiting to let them in, if they'd only believe. These and all things we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. We pray God is going to bless you with a mighty message and hope to support you in your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Email us at yourmomentministries at gmail.com with your praise and prayer requests. Help support this ministry through your cash app, dollar sign, your moment. We appreciate your continued prayers and support. And now, today's message. This morning's topic is called, Jesus Wins. That's it, Jesus Wins. Uh, we, <laughs> you know, we, we kind of forget that at times, that as much as we do out here in this world, that no matter what we're going through, no matter what we've experienced, at the end of the day, Jesus wins. Why is that? Because we are still here. <laughs> we're still here because obviously we believe that, right? We, we believe that Jesus wins. Uh, nothing else wins. Jesus wins. That's the topic. That's where we're going with this. And that's how we're going to start off. Our text is from Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen through 20. Matthew 28, 18 through 20 reads as follows. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all the nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We ask you now to step forth and reveal to us what you want us to learn today in this scripture. We ask you, Lord, to uh, remove any scales from our eyes, help us be undistracted from anything around us, help us be fully focused in your word right now. In the name of Jesus, Amen. As I said, our topic is Jesus wins. How does he win? He wins because he is Lord overall. He has all the power. He has died on an old rugged cross for you, for me, to give us the connection we need to be with Him in eternity. Jesus wins, but you got to trust Him. Once upon a time, a, f- a man was walking his son, and they got to an intersection. And as they waited, the dad said, son, take my hand. And when it's time, we're going to cross the street. The kid was scared. Dad said, don't worry about it. I got you. Just take my hand. Don't run ahead of me. Don't stop. Stay in step. Keep up with me. And we'll get across the street. The crosswalk sign is broken. So when the light turns red and the cars stop, we're going to cross the street. I need you to trust me right now. I don't have time for you not to trust me. And so the young boy nodded his head, okay. And then the light turned red and they crossed the street without any problems. That occurs not because of anything else other than the son trusting the father over his life as they steered a little bit of confusion when things are not working as they should. There are people out there still waiting on the other side of the street because you won't take Jesus' hand and cross the street through those intersections of chaos and confusion and things are broken all around you and the things that are supposed to help you get across the street on your own no longer work. So now that you got to trust somebody else, particularly Jesus, to get you across that street of life, you are scared. You are worried. You don't believe that Jesus is telling you, take my hand. Don't let go. We're going to get across the street together. Don't stop. Don't run ahead of me stay in step, it's gonna be okay. I got you. But you don't believe that. Why is that? Why, why do we not believe that? And it's because you don't believe in the words of Jesus Christ. You don't believe in them. And because of that, as I said, you stay on the other side of the street and you'll stay there forever until you take the master's hand And trust him with your life to get across the intersection. And it begins there with trusting and believing. Just like the disciples had to do here in Matthew 28. They have to trust and believe in these words. But let's look at these words, though. How How does Jesus win? How is it that, you know, we, when we say that, when we say trust in the Lord and when we say, you know, believe in Jesus because Jesus wins, how does he win? Have you ever looked at the Great Commission? This is the text that we know it as, the Great Commission. How does he win? Let's, let's look at this. In fact, let's set the scene. This is in Matthew. Jesus is risen. Before that, it has been reported to the chief priests and by the soldiers that Jesus' body is gone and they they don't know where it is. They were paid off to say the disciples stole his body and that's the story the Jews tell to this day. Fast forward back to the disciples heading to Galilee to meet Jesus on the appointed mountain. Some worshiped him uh, when they saw him. Scripture says some doubted. Nevertheless, Jesus says, at the end of Matthew 28, and we know it as the Great Commission. He says, let's say it again. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in the earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you, until the end of the world, amen. Now out of these three verses, I want you to focus today on two words, all power, all power. Jesus says he has all power. Jesus will always win, no matter what the devil may say or do in your life, in my life, because he has all power. So because Jesus has all power, we want to abide in that power, we must accept that we are sinners who need a savior, get baptized, and engage in divine, biblical, continuous learning. The problem begins with remembering that Jesus has all power. It begins there. Because if you don't believe that, then the rest of the Bible you're not going to understand or you're not going to accept. And the reason why many will not come to Christ is because they chose to look around and not look at Him. They are more worried about everything and everyone else instead of themselves. And as a reminder, The path of death is one we all walk individually. Symbolically, you can be buried together, plot, plot, you know, beside each other in the graveyard and all that. But spiritually, individually, we all walk that walk of death by ourselves. You're the only one in that casket. When they close it, you'll be the only one there walking that walk of death but if you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior then death has no sting and you'll be with the Father for eternity but that is only if you believe that Jesus has all power and because of this Jesus will always win no matter what the devil may say or do here are Three ways he wins having all power. Jesus will always win no matter what the devil may say or do because he has all power in heaven and in the earth. Where Satan may have a foothold on the people, a.k.a. the world, Jesus has power in the earth, which means he can reveal himself through earthly things. He can reveal himself through the natural disasters, through a sunset, through a rainbow, through anything and everything earth can produce and provide. Why? Because in the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1.1. And through this natural revelation, that's what it's called, humanity has the ability to draw a conclusion that obviously something made this, which in turn leads them to the special revelation, that is Jesus Christ. So Jesus will always win, no matter what the devil may say or do, because he has all power in heaven and in earth. Jesus will always win, no matter what the devil may say or do, because he has given us the divine ability and supernatural authority to go and disciple the world and tell them about the kingdom of God. We have the supernatural ability to go and disciple all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We have been called to carry the message of Christ to the ends of the earth. We have been called not to just talk about Jesus Christ, but to present our lives as what life is like when you put your trust in him. And this is where people fail. This is where people are failing because they think there is uh, nothing more they need to do other than get the person to church, get them a cup of coffee, get them a program, sit them down, hear a preacher preach, and maybe just maybe a little bit of that Holy Spirit might, ru- might rub off on them. They might get a little bit of Jesus. They might think different. There's no spiritual connectivity there because they are not doing life with you. You can carry me to a Dallas Cowboys game every day of the week for the NFL season, and that does not mean I'm going to become a Cowboys fan. That is not what that means. So goes church. Just because you carry them to church does not mean they are going to become a Christian you must disciple they must do life with you but oh oh we don't like that disciple word do we we just want to you know make good christians you know feed the poor and clothe the naked and you know uh what what else are those christian functionalities there that the world preaches to us about our god what is, what is the, what are the other ones oh uh, don't judge and all these other things they only know one bible verse god bless them but we are to do more than that. We are to share life in a way that reflects Christ so that they get to see what we're talking about is not just mouthwork. It's not just a ritualistic process that the world's doing too. They're doing it too. But Jesus. If we're gonna show them how Jesus wins over Satan, then let us show that through what Jesus has done for us. Let them see it, let them hear it, let them watch it. And if they get it, great. If they don't, give them time. Pray for them and pray that Jesus reveals himself to them through something you may say or do somewhere along the line. But it's not about the coffee and donuts in the lobby at church. I am sorry for all of those budgets out there that are blowing the bank on Dunkin' Donuts. I love Dunkin' Donuts. They're, they're delicious. But it begins with discipleship. And when we get that right, the church gets right. It won't be as many problems that we have in our churches nowadays. But that is for another message. Christians have failed because they think that if we're going to do anything, it begins with just a functionality and not a spirituality. And you got them jumbled up there. So let's get right. Let's get right. But I know what you're thinking though. I know what you're thinking. Well, that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. But you gotta do life. <laughs> you gotta do life with people. You gotta live you gotta do life with people. You gotta let them see a little bit of you. You know, every you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do this right, well, you know, they gotta see what, what what it's like through you, through your family, through your marriage. So your circumstances, how do you handle them? What do you do? How do you respond? That's an intimate measure. That's an in- that is a closeness that many of us don't give to many people. Because that's just the world we live in. And if you fallen into that error, that's okay. We all have. We all have fallen into that measure. But we got to get out of that if we want the church to thrive and grow and glorify God above all things. We have been called not to just talk about Jesus Christ, but as I said, present through our lives what life is like when you put your trust in Him. Christians also have failed because they think that if I dwell and participate with the sinful measures, I can reach them in the act, but your problem is you're participating and then you wonder why you begin to stumble and fall. But I know what you're thinking, but Ricky, what about when Jesus went and ate at the house of Levi, Luke five, starting at verse 27? What about this? Jesus goes to a feast Levi was hosting in his house for the officials and the scribe and the Pharisees asked the same question. Why was he eating with them? Jesus answers if you remember in verse 31, And Jesus answering and said unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners into repentance. My question is When you are among the sinners, are you calling sinners to repentance or are you loving them to hell? Let's be real. Are you calling sinners to repentance when you give this defense of why you're hanging out with them and why you're out there in the parades? Wink, wink. When you're out there supporting and doing all these things, are you calling them into repentance or are you loving them to hell? If you're not doing that, your argument for being there goes invalid and that's something inside of you your desires, your lust, your wanting to be there for nothing else other than you and your fleshly wants and needs. Repent now or forever doom your soul to hell with theirs. You've been given the divine ability and the divine authority to go and talk about what Jesus has done for you and what it can do for them. And if that's not happening, Then you're not in alignment with the lord and you're standing on the sidelines and we don't need any more people standing on the sidelines we need people on the field fighting for the gospel standing for the gospel sharing the gospel praying for the gospel to reach the ends of the earth that's what we need we need no more sideline christians that are worrying about themselves and not the world around them. That's why you got so many churches out there on islands, not knowing their neighborhood, not knowing who lives around them, not knowing what's going on, because you have decided to be on the sidelines. Once upon a time, the church was the capital in the community. You were known in that neighborhood by what church you went to. You were known because you was active in that church. You knew your neighbors because they went to church. Now, not so much. Now we got folks holding on to the old way, the old days, talking about, oh, I remember when this church was filled. Well, why isn't it filled now? Why is it not filled now? You're not doing something. Because you don't want to do something. Because deep down in your hearts, in places you don't want no one to see, and in meetings you don't want no one at, you talk about these things. You talk about what you don't want to do. What you ain't going to do. And because of that, your church is drying up. Meanwhile, Satan out here is running crazy in the streets. Kids are dying for nothing other than being looked at wrong. People are destroying themselves from the inside out because they're looking for affirmations from likes and tweets. That is where we are. And the church is worrying about racial and cultural preservation when it should be giving God the glory and manifesting God through the community, through the sharing of the gospel. It's time for a change. Be mad, I could care less. This is what we've been given. This is what we need to do. And finally, number three. Jesus will always win no matter what the devil may say or do because he has all power in heaven and in the earth. He has been, he has given us the authority and the supernatural ability to share his word and disciple the nations and because he and his word will remain alive forever. Research conducted by the British and Foreign Bible Study last year, 2021, suggests that the total number lies between 7 and and 5 and 7 billion copies of the bible that is being being given or sold around the world. 20 million bibles are sold each year. 1.66 million bibles are sold each month. 54,945 bibles sold every day. 2,289 bibles sold every hour. 38 bibles sold per minute. 6.4 bibles sold every 10 seconds. When Jesus says, I am with you always, he meant that. For sure. That's why Paul tells us in 2nd Corinthians 14, now thanks be unto God, which always causes us up to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the Savior, the Savior of His knowledge by us in every place. You have power, you have purpose, you have position, you have a place if you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior over your life and your circumstances because Jesus will win no matter what the devil may say or do. I can't make you do that. You gotta wanna. And when that happens, God celebrates and you are saved from the doom of this world because there is real evil. There is real darkness in the oddest of places. And it will surprise you So don't assume it does not exist, it does. They don't want you to know that. The world doesn't want you to know that because they are using the power of the darkness for their means to get ahead. So they gotta tell you this stuff doesn't exist. They gotta tell you, oh, this Jesus thing does not work out for you. Oh, what a lie that is. You heard the numbers. You heard the stats. That's from worldly people doing worldly research on something that's completely out of their hands because it is a supernatural progress and process that God has made for everybody to know who he is. And Jesus wins. No matter what, Jesus wins. You've seen the numbers. It is the most read, most sold, most given book in the world. It's God's word. So don't tell me Jesus does not win. Don't talk about your numbers of how Christianity is failing in the United States or whatever the case you may be giving as to why this is not for the world. The world is responding whether you like it or not because God has made it so. So for those who are looking for more than what the world's given, and you need to understand how Jesus wins, and maybe you're on that path. I want you to contact us via the information provided earlier in the show. I want you to uh, reach out to us via our website, yourmoment.biz, and submit your prayer requests. We'll pray for you in this process. We want you to see the Lord and know who Jesus Christ is, but it begins with you making that decision to accept Christ as Lord and Savior over your life. I can't make you do it. But there's more than enough reason why you should. And you've seen what the others is is offering. You see what the world's offering, don't you want more than that? I would think so. And we'll be praying for that with you. So until next week, may God bless you. May Heaven smile upon you. And we will talk to you then, God willing. Y'all take care and stay warm up north. We see you. Stay warm. I'm there with you. It's snow outside. Let's let's stay warm. Be safe, of course. Y'all. T- God God bless you. Take care.